Welcome to Risk Matters Podcast. Today with us is Marco Galbraith with T4 Tactics. Welcome to uh, Scott Risk Matters Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So we're sitting here at the Scott office in Lynchburg. Yep. Your hometown. Yep. Nice corner office with two beautiful views, nice windows. Yes. And uh, when we, uh, I texted you and and I I, uh, I wish I could say I, I, I did this deliberately, but the building was locked down. Right. So you couldn't get in. Yeah, and that's a good thing. That makes me happy. When I see that, when I see key access and I look up and see a security camera and I see that you have to be let in, that's a good thing. For what I do in my business, that's a good thing. So before we get too far, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about Marco and T4 Tactics and, and, and why, then, then we'll get into why I wanted you to be on this podcast. Okay. So I'll tell about myself. For the next three hours, I'd like to say, <laughs> um, so I retired uh, as a sergeant in Daytona Beach, born and raised in Daytona Beach, moved up here uh, to Lynchburg, Virginia uh, in 2007. And I was a uh, program director for criminal justice here at a local college. And they asked me to do active shooter training for the campus. I did. I saw a need for it. This was 10 years ago. Uh, and then I branched off and started T4 Tactics. So I do firearms instruction uh, for firearm safety classes, concealed permit, and active shooter training. And and, uh, and I know, so I've been with Scott for 10 years, and, mm-hmm. and you know, we, we've used you and your company for right. through some of our captive groups. And, yep. and I've seen you and heard you speak on on a number of occasions yep. and so I've, I've been i've been having you on the on the bucket list to say right what, so, so i was gonna be up here for for some meetings and in lynchburg and i said well that'd be a perfect time perfect to, time That's perfect right. time to catch you and and i promised you lunch and then i i, I reneged you on you broke that promise uh, unbelievable terrible. yeah <laughs> so um i wanted to go straight into at Scott, we talk about risk performance. What, what I work in the risk performance group, right, which is the the occurrence prevention side of the 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 um, services that we deal with at Scott. But mm-hmm. the 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 topic of risk versus safety. Risk meaning probability. Yeah. Safety is more of the feeling of feeling safe. Right. Risk performance is then the the action of managing your probability. Right. So when I say risk and safety, what comes to your mind after those kind of definitions? I think of threat assessment. Okay. Yep, the threat assessment team, which is what every every facility, whether you're a church, a school, a uh, manufacturing facility, everybody has to have a threat assessment team. And that's going to blend risk and safety together, that we want to stop a threat. You know, I mean, if, if we have a threat or a possible attack, the best way to win it is not be in it in the first place. We want to stop it. So so what is the in the realm that you deal with? Mm-hmm. Uh, workplace violence. Right. Uh, active shooters. Yeah. Um, you mentioned before. Uh, active attacker. Active so there, attacker. There, yeah, it used to be active shooter training. I still call it active shooter training because what I teach, when I teach active shooter training, you're still going to get uh, the, the basis of if somebody comes in with a knife or if somebody comes in with a bomb strapped to them. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's workplace violence, but it's it's uh, the industry is now, a lot of people are starting to call it active attacker or workplace violence. But. So so what is the, uh, if we break it down into what is the risk, meaning uh-huh. what is the risk to the employer or to the, to the employee mm-hmm. or the organization, if you were to qualify that, what does it look like? Is it, is it, Hey, we have a, a, a 
the risk of someone or the probability of someone from the outside right. or the inside coming in and causing harm to one or more right. persons. Right, yeah. Um, in, in, in it for the purpose of committing uh, violence or death. And so let me back up a little bit on my background is I took some train-the-trainer classes uh, in Florida and here in Virginia about how to teach active shooter training. When I'm in these classes, because of my background, I spent most of my career at the police department as a homicide investigator, and I was the, the supervisor of the special, special investigations unit. So as I did these classes, I thought, I don't know if this is the right way to teach active shooter response training or workplace violence training. So I decided to go to these attacks after they occur, let the dust settle. I'll go out to these attacks. So I've been to 14 of the most horrific attacks. We could name them now and people would say, I heard of that one, I heard of that one. Yeah. And I've interviewed 74 people total. So when I do that, it gives me the ability to come to uh, a facility and say, this is what went wrong and caused the attack, and this is what went right and stopped the attack. You know, what, what worked and what didn't work. So that's important. And most of what I hear is they missed the threat coming from an employee. Most of them are internal. They occur internally through an employee. But most of it, when we talk about risk and threat assessment and violence is uh, they, they missed. That's the common thread of it all is we, we kind of knew this person was acting that way, but we didn't want to get into it. So, so, if we, so if we've qualified the risk, uh-huh. let's quantify it. Right. Is, is the risk greater today than it was 10 years ago? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. And I blame COVID and I blame social media. COVID, the limbic system is the part of the brain that protects us. That's what is geared and wired to protect us. It's honest. It doesn't hesitate, but it it is made to protect our body and, and us. And during COVID, if you've been vaccinated and I haven't or vice versa, if you're wearing a mask and I'm not, you know, we were at each other's throats during that. And so... I had a clinical psychiatrist that I spoke with uh, about this, and she said she feels that we're stuck in the limbic system. So workplace violence is on the rise. Violence is on the, on the street is on the rise because we're stuck in that about being at each other's throats. If you say something to me, I'm going to lash out. So how do the general risk manager, business owner out there, how do you – it's so difficult to – get accurate data right it is of, it really of, of is. like so so this is where the difference between feeling and facts come right. in and that's what, why i went to visit these locations but but go back to so so if if we because i can't honestly know whether or not or my feeling is yeah it seems like that that it's on the rise right, right? but but are there good places that you can direct for 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 those who are really nerdy and want to go into the nitty gritty on yeah, facts? Yeah, can you quantify that 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 the that the frequency and the severity of of threats or uh, of violence is is higher? Oh yeah, you, if you go to FBI.gov and look at the UCR Uniform Crime Reporting stats, okay, you can see that workplace violence has gone up. Uh, violent crime has gone way up. Um, Even in the state of Virginia and North Carolina. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Virginia, North not Carolina. Not just in Chicago. No, no. <laughs> it's 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 everywhere. It's yeah, it's 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 literally everywhere. Um, the United States Secret Service also does a review, and you can look at their website, but they do a review of workplace violence and they break everyone down to 
why this person did it, how many were injured, what caused it, what could have stopped it, but it's very detailed. Awesome. Well, I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a lot to go through. You <laughs> yeah, know. yeah. No, and and I just think that it was it would be good to be able to, you know, for those who want to go and be like, well, I really want to have the 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 nitty gritty facts. Right. Okay. Go there, um, and 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 so on. Right. So let's let's go into a little bit about so so the probability. Uh-huh. Uh That's the risk, but. This, then we, we, let's peel the onion a little bit on safety or the feeling mm-hmm. of safe mm-hmm. versus the feeling of unsafe, uh, and 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 the basics the basics of of what you're talking about from a, from a, a a fight and flight response right. and and how we are wired physiologically right as persons yeah. Um, there's good things and there's bad things about that feeling, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? What comes to your mind when we talk about that of feeling safe and feeling unsafe? Well, when we talk about the workplace, if we feel unsafe, we're not going to perform properly because we're too we're too scared about what's going to happen happen to me in the parking lot, what's going to happen to me on the production line, kind of leading to anxiety. Lead, and, yeah, now yeah. we got anxiety. Now we're making it worse. Um, I, I, when I when I travel the country, so I get to see a lot of different businesses, mom and pop businesses, churches, schools, huge manufacturing businesses, and I walk in some of these places to do the facility review, and I can feel the tension. That's not a safe place because there's tension in there. Literally, when I walk in and meet the receptionist, I can feel. Is so there's a, a there's a correlation. If I can interrupt, yep. there's a correlation between the feeling yes and the actual probability meaning the risk right right so so because sometimes i think that people get confused of the word safety and and that you know well i i feel safe therefore i am safe or i feel unsafe and therefore i'm not right safe A, a lot of people also feel safe because they haven't recognized the reality that workplace violence occurs and so a lot of people are are you know, there's just sheep and the sheepdog. The sheepdog protect, the sheep just be protected. Yeah. And a lot of people are stuck in that, that it'll never happen here. It's never going to happen in Lynchburg, Virginia, or Greensboro, North Carolina, because <clears throat> this kind of stuff always happens in Chicago or the big cities. Uh, Philadelphia is having some horrible violence right now. So that's where it happens, but it doesn't happen here. Well, when people get in that false sense of security because they don't recognize that these attacks are a reality, they feel safe. And that's where their situational awareness goes down. That's where their threat assessment goes down because they it's not going to happen here. So what's your opinion on... So so what's causing them... Wh- why is the, the, the threats now more prevalent and more severe? What's causing this? I, like I said, I think it's... I think COVID just divided us. I think we've... we've uh, Social media has divided us over the years. Uh, you know, I can I can lash out at somebody on social media that I don't know because I'm in another state. They can't find me. I'm behind the keyboard. So it's just everybody's at each other's throats. We've we've lost the respect for each other, and there's a lot where a lot of people have lost the ability to control their emotions, 
just calm down, breathe. So what about yeah? What about mental? Yeah, what about mental health in all of this? It's off the charts in this country. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I think it is. It's uh, you know people are angry. Road rages. Road rage in- incidents are up, which lead to violence and traffic crashes. Um, I just think we've lost the ability to respect each other, and we've lost the ability that we can agree to disagree, and that's fine. And 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 this is different than the common criminal thug behavior. Oh yeah, is what we're talking. Right, is it, completely different. These are normal people that have never committed crimes before, and they're lashing out at each other. You know, because there there's that lack of emotional control. Yeah, and I think it's because of the ability to to attack somebody on social media with no consequences. All right, so so the the, the threat, the uh-huh. risk is real. Right. It's higher. It is, yeah. And it's and and we've talked about kind of the some of the causes of it. Right. right? Which I wish we could solve tomorrow. Yeah. But we're probably not going to solve it. Right. If you and I of course were in charge, then we would solve it tomorrow. The world would be a perfect place That's if you right. and I were in That's charge. Right. We're That's more, right. We would be more like-minded than the rest of That's of, right. of, of, That's of, right. of the people. We're but, pat- patting ourselves on the back here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh but uh, that's something that is not necessarily in your control. So let's talk a little bit about what's in your control versus what's out of your control. So in your control is being able to recognize a threat and shut it down. And that comes from a threat assessment team. Like I said earlier, every, every facility, whether you're a church, a school, a, a medical facility, has absolutely got to have a threat assessment team. Okay. What, what, what does that mean? So what is a threat, threat assessment, assessment team? Is, let's say in this Scott building right now that we have, we've got 30 employees in this particular building. So we're going to pick maybe seven or eight of them. We're going to get people that are easy to talk to and easy to approach, and they're our threat assessment team. So... They will meet once a week, and everybody will say, any threats come up? Nope, everything's peaceful. But all the other employees know that if I hear something that's unusual, let's say... Um, we got this big guy standing outside the door. Exactly. And, 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 and he looks... Exactly. Or... Like Jane, a stranger. Jane is, having, is going through a nasty divorce with her husband, John, and John just sent her a text last night and said, I'll get you no matter where you're at. We need to know about that at this facility. So who, threat, who needs to know about it? The threat assessment team. Okay. So the team is made up, and, and we set these up. It's about a two-hour presentation that I do because there's, there's folders and subfolders. But once you get it set up, it runs itself. So we have threat assessment team members that are not management, and then we have management. So maybe four, maybe non-management, three, maybe management. So the threat assessment team that are non-management will come to us and say, hey, we heard this. Yep. There, there could be a problem at the property. Okay, let's release those non-management members, and then management, upper management is going to sit down and say, how are we going to handle this? Okay. And we're not going to bring in – it's non-adversarial, so we're not going to bring in Jane and talk to her about what's going on at your house. That's not what that's about. We could care less about what's going on in your personal life. We don't want to be insensitive. We're not saying that. Yeah. We could care less about what's going on in your personal life. Is he – going to come up here to this facility? What does he look like? What does he drive? Do you need any employee assistance? If there's charges have been filed, can I as an employer call the state attorney's office and, and make sure you got a victim advocate? We are going to embrace her and not make her feel like an outcast, but we're going to find out what we got to do to protect this property. And that's the threat assessment team. I'm, I'm, it's the most important thing about workplace violence, I feel, because that's where you're going to identify a threat and fix it. Yeah. 
Um, I've got companies that I've worked for, and they'll call me and they'll say, you're not going to believe what our threat assessment team just picked up. And we stopped an attack. The, the main thing we want to do with the threat assessment team is reduce injuries and save lives. That's what we want, number one goal. But the second goal is, heaven forbid you have an attack, when you're sitting on the stand in court because you're being sued, you want to be able to say to that attorney when he says, we're going to talk about due diligence, tell me what you did to stop an attack like this. Yeah. And I want to be able to say as a business owner, uh, we've had a working threat assessment team for five years. We meet every Wednesday, and this never came on our radar. But so, that's all documented, that you're doing your due diligence to recognize threats and shut them down. Yeah. So what about the issue of, of um, you know, these issues are caused, Asha, you, you mentioned before about the, 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 the culture uh -huh. or the, 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 the hostile work environment right. or uh, employers that have, um, I'm sure that you, when you go and, and walk the floors, they, you, can, you can pretty quickly get a sense of, of what the culture is. Yeah, and I'll tell, the, the, when I'll tell them in private and I'll tell them very diplomatically, you have a hostile work environment, you gotta fix that. But I'll walk these facilities, big manufacturing facilities, like in mom and pop or big locations, I'll walk it usually with the CFO, the CF, or the CEO, the CFO, COO, and <clears throat> the HR person, and we'll walk past these people on the, on the floor and they won't even recognize them. What's wrong with just saying, hey, how are you doing? Good to see you. Doing okay? As you walk by. Which uh, is kind of a, 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 I mean, that is the culture. I yeah, mean, you just say people hello. use People use, and I had this conversation yesterday about, you know, culture can be an overused word, but uh -huh. it can also be an underused right. word because uh, people want to fix their culture right. or, or, but do they really want to fix their culture? Right, <laughs> right, right, yeah. How much do you want to look in the mirror and, and acknowledge that, man, we got, we got some improvements to do. Yeah, but but that's an area of 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 uh, something that I would imagine is not as easily fixed. It's it's not, but um, it, I guess yes and no. Let's say if that HR person or that CEO was to walk past that person on the assembly line that's working really hard and say, "You're doing a good job, and I appreciate it." Wow, we just brought that employee way up here. Everybody wants to be recognized and acknowledged and praised by their boss. So <clears throat> if that employee that's on the assembly line is not really the best employee, or maybe there nobody sits with them at lunch, people maybe bully them, but now the boss just told me that I'm doing a good job, and he or she just said hello to me. Now you've got that employee, okay, this is not a bad place to work. Just what are, simple things like that. What are some other kind of you know examples of of precursors to huge problems well yeah that's a good question active most active shooters are not nutcases that i mean some of them have been yeah, yeah. but they're they're people there's guys and girls just like you and i that come to work they have a family we want to do the right thing but there's they feel like they've been victimized so that's what we have to look for the threat assessment team is do we have anybody that's working here that feels like they're a victim an outcast, they've been passed up for promotion, but they're having a problem because that's that's more than likely where we need to start looking that this could be a workplace violence problem. Develop that a little bit more. So so let, let, let's let, let's let's label them or let's let's um let's give some examples. So someone they're being passed up for a promotion or so they I feel wrong. Yeah, right? yeah. I've worked hard for this company for 
10 years. I come in on my day off. I work overtime. I do what I'm supposed to do. I put in for the promotion. I deserve that promotion. And somebody got it ahead of me who's been here four years. So now I'm feeling like, do they not even appreciate me or recognize me? Well, one day I'll come in with a rifle and they will recognize me. That's how they think. And, and that's a pretty simple term. But a lot of time it goes on and on and on. It festers and festers and festers um, into workplace violence. Or nobody sits with me in the, in, the, in the break room. Everybody always sits somewhere else, so I'm an outcast. But a lot of these active shooters have felt like you haven't noticed me um, you pass me for promotion. Uh, you don't recognize my hard work that I've been doing for your company. I'm hard. I'm working hard to make you rich. You know, to the so, boss. So, so the opposite of the engagement involvement mm -hmm. side, right? Right. Right. I mean, uh, you know, so when we talk about risk performance, performance is is the action, right? Right. Which, how do we improve our odds right. of success? Yeah. And how do we decrease the odds of something bad happening? Yeah. Right. So. What are the things that we want to do? Well, one of the things that uh, that organizations can do is establish um, action in the area of engagement involvement. Right. Right. And and if you do a really good job, meaning high efficiency and high effectiveness right. in that action, yeah, then that also has a positive impact on reducing the probability of something like this is going to happen. Right. Right. I I think that. Uh, unfortunately, we, we we talk to a lot of people and meet a lot of people after the fact that become, man, I wish, uh -huh. I, 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 this overused uh, explanation, but it's so true in my life about life is like a game of Plinko. Yeah. Where the disc gets falled in, right. fell in, and if it just bounced left here instead of right, you right. would have had a much different outcome. That's right. And serendipity or, 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 or whatever right right, right. Um, but I think that if we trace things back and I'm sure that you've done that in your interviews oh, yeah and you yeah. go back and you can see you can see the failures you, why didn't we do this with this person we and, saw it coming and we ignored it and it's not just a one thing right no it's 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 numerous things it's it's a lot of red flags that businesses will say let's have him boss let's let's have the boss talk to him or her about that let's have HR talk to him. Let's have let's get EAP involved. Well, while we're doing this and we're figuring out what we're going to do over days and weeks, they're planning an attack or they're getting more angry and, and things are festering. So, again, it goes back to threat assessment. We want to we want to look at that employee and see, do they need some attention? Yeah. And, and it's not adversarial sometimes. Sometimes it's it is. You got to call the police right then and shut it down. Yeah. And, I you know, I'm a pretty pragmatic guy too and in terms of the you know i look at things as goals right action exactly and and and, and goal strategy action right. results yeah and and acknowledging first that we have this risk mm -hmm. instead of the opposite which is bury our head in the sand saying it's not going to happen to me right but right instead of saying it could happen let's say let's pretend right what if this happens mm -hmm. so let's be Number one, let's acknowledge the risk, uh, and and then set some goals in place that that can be uh, quantifiable. That says we're gonna we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do X, Y, and Z, yep. meaning strategy. Right. We may so we may establish a a, a threat assessment team. Mm -hmm. We're gonna do some training. Right. We're gonna establish a plan. Right. 
and so on. Yep. Those would be the strategic steps in that, right? Right. right. And then how do we now, now execute uh, both from an effectiveness standpoint, but also efficiency? We want to do as much, get as much mileage yep. out of it as we possibly can with the limited time and resources yeah. that we have. And it's an ongoing process. Don't just do it and let it fizzle out. Yeah. And you know, we were talking earlier about safety and feeling safe. Well, maybe this facility isn't a threat or we don't have to feel, you know, let it, it's it, we're in that safety mode. But Fifth Third Bank in Cincinnati was an active shooter attack. And I went out there and found out through interviewing police officers that he went he was wearing a suit and tie and he went to numerous businesses in that plaza. He wanted to kill people. And he went to a couple different coffee shops, a bookstore, a gift store, a loading dock, and he it looked like he was going to attack, but then he walked past the lobby of Fifth Third Bank and saw that it was full of people and just chose there. So that's just going to come out of random. Yeah. You know? So we have to remember that there are people out there that a lot of businesses I hear say, we've got a great working relationship with all of our, our people. It's, it's a happy environment. Well, you get somebody like that that just wants to pick a location because there are people there. And he had no ties to Fifth Third Bank at all. When I'm watching it unfold in the news, the first thing I think about is they took his mortgage away or they wouldn't give him a loan or he had a problem with a bank. They messed up his bank statement or his, his account. No, he just he chose that's where a lot of people are and that's where I'm going in. Yeah. And that's concerning. Yeah. Well, my challenge to everybody that's listening is, um, uh, you know, don't don't push it aside. Right. Deal with it. Right. Let's pretend that it this is a risk that could happen to us, and 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 take those steps. What's all right? So, if somebody wants to contact you and mm-hmm. T Four Tactics, yeah, you're pretty active on LinkedIn, yeah, and, and post some stuff there. I know you have a podcast. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about that. So I do a podcast with. It's not just active shooter or firearm safety. I've brought in a weight loss doctor. I've brought in a psychiatrist. Um, nutritionist. We've had uh, somebody on there that preps, you know, a prepper. So uh, financial, I've had a real estate agent. So it's, it's, um, uh, I try to keep it broad. Just, it's more just open topics that can help people out. Where can they find the podcast? It's uh, anchor.fm slash T4 Tactics. Okay. Easiest way is just go to my website, which is T4 Tactics. It's the letter T, the number four tactics.com. Uh, you can click on podcast and then just scroll whatever you want to watch. And that's the best way to reach you as well. Yeah, right? uh, yeah I'm a one-man show, yeah. uh, and, and I pride myself on returning phone calls and emails the day I get them. Um, so if they go to my website and do the contact us, it's going to be me. Yeah. And I like that because I can control what is said. I know what's said. I know what product's being delivered. Uh, if they have a problem or a question, they're going to talk to me directly. Well, I can, I can vouch um, uh, personally... And, and professionally from a standpoint of we've worked together for a number of years. We have, and, yeah, and, yeah. And, 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 and the list of, of um, when the subject comes up, and mm-hmm. which, which happens maybe on a monthly basis yeah. with, with the different companies yeah. and clients that I work with. And, and uh, you know, you're the one that I recommend. Yeah. And, and, and the reason why is, is, uh, is, a approachability number and and B subject matter, yeah. And 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 uh, you know, a likable guy doesn't <laughs> doesn't hurt. I try to be. Yeah. No. No. But I mean, it's it's a relationship business, and um, 
you know, this is sub- certainly a subject where we're not the expert, right. and we align ourselves with the people that yeah. and it's, can be an extension. Yeah, and it's a scary subject. It is. Um, I'm very careful in my presentations not to promote fear or paranoia. Um, I throw some jokes into it. You know, like you said, you, you yeah. kind of got to lighten it up a little bit because a lot of people are absolutely scared to death of of this topic. Yeah. So it's not building fear or paranoia, but it's it's giving people the education, confidence, and skill to recognize an attack, shut it down, because that's what we want to do. Or, heaven forbid, if if the attack occurs, how am I going to get through this? Yeah. And it's survival mindset. Well, Marco, thank you for coming here. Absolutely. Even though I came to your town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it worked yeah. out really good, but but it's such a such a good time, and and um, and uh, hopefully we can um, talk again and. Hopefully Absolutely. not after a bad, bad yeah, situation. Yeah, I know. I know. Hopefully it won't be. I appreciate you having me on. All right. Thanks, Marco. Thanks.